you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the, world. in the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you guys coming on and being here and part of the show. As always, the Chris Voss Show is the family that loves you but doesn't judge you, at least not as harshly as some of your family members. That's why we make the best family is because we're kind of non-judgy that way, eh? We love everybody and every anyone. As long as they're not purveyors of hate and destruction and evil, we love you. So don't be that don't be that guy. <laughs> that one in the back. The one the the that that dude in the back there, we may have to have security escort out. But the rest of you are certainly welcome to stay. Anyway, guys, we have an amazing guest as always on the show. So we appreciate you guys coming in, tuning in, and supporting our guests. What we do need you to do, we ask a very simple sort of buy-in for our multi-level marketing cult that we've created here at the Chris Voss Show. We just need to refer your family shows and relatives to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Voss, the big LinkedIn newsletter, the 130,000 LinkedIn group, Chris Voss one on the tickety talkity and Chris Voss Facebook.com. That's all. I mean, wasn't that painless? That was like easy, right? Yeah, sure. Just do it. Do it now. Anyway, guys, we have an amazing young lady on the show. We're going to be talking about her work and everything that she's done. Catherine Friedman joins us on the show. She's a real estate and travel entrepreneur, and she's built companies, and she's going to tell us about her journey, what she's gone through, and some of the wonderful things she does. Catherine, or short for Cat, works for, worked for Marriott Hotels for nearly 10 years and left in 2019 to become a realtor in New York City along with starting a travel business. Her entrepreneurial spirit allows her to combine real estate and hospitality under one brand while remaining at the forefront of innovative technologies to help her community grow and market their businesses. In 2019, Habitats by Cat was born, which was a travel agency laying the groundwork for what Cat calls the modern day travel agent. Did I just say cat calls? While also selling real estate under the, you're really hot, babe. That's what construction workers do. While also selling real estate under the same brand. I don't know why I had to explain that joke, but it sounded funny in my head at the time. Shortly after Kat launched her business, she was fortunate enough to have Sam Hayer, her twin sister, team up with her to grow the company and probably confuse most of her clients. Which one are you, the twin? No. <laughs> In short, Kat and Sam believe that travel influencers, bloggers, and content creators are the future travel agents in addition to entrepreneurs such as real estate agents. People want multiple revenue streams and travel is a service and benefit that many entrepreneurs and small business owners can earn passive income through while growing their brand and bottom line. Outside of Kat's uh, leadership responsibility, she handles real estate deals primarily presenting, uh, representing investors looking for guidance in buying, selling, and managing rental vacancies. She also supports select clients looking to buy and sell for primary residents in New York City and is an expert in explaining the process from start to finish while providing five-star service with her strong hospitality background. Welcome to the show, Kat. How are you? 
I'm doing well. Thanks so much for the warm welcome. Thanks for coming. We certainly appreciate it. Now, which is this? Are you sure that we're talking to Kat? We could be talking to Sam, your twin. Yeah, so this is Kat. Sam and I are actually fraternal twins, so we're hard to mix up. Luckily. Oh, really? Oh, so you yeah. got that going on. That's always good. <laughs> I always was kind of jealous of twins. It seems like there's cool if you can make two of you, but I think legally they have laws against there being two of me, so... <laughs> I get, I get, I get one of the stack of ankle bracelets off next week. Anyway, so welcome to the show. Give us your dot com so people can find you on the interwebs. Yeah, so my website is habitatsbycat.co. My Instagram is cat.m.friedman. Mm -hmm. And my travel agency side is just habitatsbycat on any social handle. There you go. You're multifaceted. You're doing a number of things. We'll get into how you juggle that and keep your sanity. I mean, I'm assuming you have your sanity. You seem very sane at this point, but that's the wonderful nature of being an entrepreneur is, well, you're just usually insane after a while. I feel that being one. So tell us about your travel site. Give us in your words, 30,000 over you, what you do and how you do it. Yeah, so I operate what we call a host agency. I onboard 1099 independent contractors, but I give them a full service platform. So trainings, access to global suppliers, which is hotels, resorts, cruises, vacation properties, tour operators, and really any travel experience you can book as a general consumer, but I give access to all of them as a travel professional so they can build a side hustle, a revenue stream if they're already entrepreneurs to obviously monetize and earn money, planning trips for others, planning trips for themselves, and start making money off of monetizing what they love, which is travel. There you go. And a lot of people do this. Travel is a big thing. You know, I've seen, I've got one friend who does it at the very high end for people who like spending a lot of money on on special travel packages and people kind of like that because they can get the whole package right they can get like the whole inclusive like the flights and you know everything's kind of packaged up where you don't have to sit there and figure it all out all the math and which flight you got to take and car you got to drive and you know have yeah. to hotel and stuff a hundred percent outsourcing it's the way to go when what's really popular right now is when a travel leader or an enthusiast wants to host a group trip and invite a small group of people to join them that way mm -hmm. it's not just a package they're adding on a different layer of experience by having it be a small group setting which is i'm actually hosting a trip to morocco at the end of this month there you go morocco that's got to be a fun place to go yeah, and I'm excited. We're going off-season. I'm an off-season style traveler. Mm -hmm. I don't like being there when everybody wants to go there, so I'm very excited. There you go. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Did you grow up with parents who were entrepreneurial inclined? What, what, what made you first get the entrepreneurial bug? Yeah, so my parents owned a sales and marketing company in the houseware industry for many years. It still exists today, so I'm sure... Mm -hmm. That was a huge part of how I ended up being an entrepreneur. Working at Marriott for almost 10 years, I always took on the difficult sales roles, very business development driven. And as I did that for a long period of time, I just really had this itch. I don't know what it was, but I really started to you know, really be motivated to build my own business and to go off on my own. Mm. Uh, so you had kind of an imprint there, a, a genealogy or a DNA from your parents, maybe. 
Yes. And I'm a lot like both my mom and dad. I have both of their characteristics in one. So I definitely get a lot of who I am from them. And I, I watched them growing a business at, mm -hmm. while they were raising me. So I was surrounded by that. So it certainly impacted my life. There you go. I mean, some people have that same sort of influence and just hope they're adopted, but like me, <laughs> where, where I'm like, I, I'm not sure I'm like these people at all. Maybe I'm adopted. So, but it was good that you had that sort of DNA and influence. You know, a lot of people don't grow up with that journey where they're, you know, they grow up in an entrepreneur life. When I started my first company, I didn't even really know I was an entrepreneur. I thought I was just trying to make a buck and survive. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't think I really was like, I am an entrepreneur. You know, nowadays it's, you know, everyone talks about it. It's very common. I think after a few months when I became successful, then I was like, I own a business and I'm still an idiot, you know, because I had to learn a few things. But right. uh, that's the fun of being a business. You always have to be learning. So you, you, you get into real estate first, correct? Yes. Yeah, so I got my real estate license a year before I left Marriott. I was very nervous to leave my salary and everything that I knew at Marriott. So I did real estate as a side hustle from 2018 to 2019. Mm -hmm. And so it was pretty, you were trepidatious about making that the leap into the unknown. I was, you know, I was living in New York City. I didn't have the best apartment. I was single and I wanted to make sure I could obviously, you know, keep the roof over my head and, you know, survive, pay all my bills and also enjoy real estate. So it helped me kind of get my feet wet to make mm. sure it was the right decision. There you go. And uh, you stepped into it. And of course, real estate can be a good business or a bad business, depending upon the cyclical nature of times and recessions and things like that. Did, did you struggle or did you get in a good time? How'd that work out as you went through it? <laughs> Great question. So I started my travel business and got into real estate full time summer of 2019. And then, you know, six to eight months later, I was quarantined in New York City because of COVID-19. And unlike, unlike other markets that you heard of in real estate, New York City didn't have this massive upswing in activity or home value. So it was mm. certainly it was a challenging time, to say the least. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, how did you survive mentally through that? How did you square it in your brain and, and get through those times? Because, you know, starting a business in these sort of arenas is challenging enough as it is. Yeah. You know, my first eight months in as a business owner, I, I did luckily really well. So I was able to have a little nest egg in terms of savings coming into 2020, but mm -hmm. then as the year just got worse and worse with the quarantines and just the the pandemic just being absolutely a nightmare for the world let alone new york city i really just stayed focused on building relationships meeting new people in my business and trying to find partnerships mm -hmm. and exposing myself to new things in a virtual landscape that's really mm -hmm. what i tried to stay focused on so would you say that COVID kind of forced you to move to online more than ever? Yes. And it also forced me to learn about leisure travel sales. It also mm. forced me to really rethink my real estate business and what brokerage I was going to be with oh. because just everything changed, you know, and a lot of what I was doing is very much in person where you're right. 
I had to really shift my my activities to be totally online. Yeah. The, uh, it made a difference for a lot of companies. I mean, there were so many restaurants, you know, it really affected restaurants and small businesses that, that were, you know, uh, local traffic, walk-in traffic, you know, people coming into the shop or, or store or restaurant, um, you know, suddenly that was gone and they had to have a way to get online, communicate with their people. They never built a list of customers they could reach out to and say, hey, we're still open during these hours. Hey, you can... You get delivery, or you can call us. It really caught a lot of people basically with their pants down. And, and so, you know, there's a giant scramble to get online. Now, as you're doing your real estate journey, where, where in these years did you start the travel business? I started the travel business when I left Marriott. So that summer so did, of 2019. So you did both kind of at the same time. Yes, I did both at the same time in my my vision was to offer different clients in New York City, you know, travel and relocation services. So to oh. remain very corporate, because mm -hmm. um, that was similar. That was my wheelhouse at Marriott. Um, mm -hmm. But then COVID definitely made me rethink that strategy. That was my initial idea, though. So kind of complementary to what you're doing in real estate, where you could maybe mix and match clients and 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 help them, you know, buy and then transition or travel or et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of real estate agents are now tapping into this concierge style service. Mm -hmm. Agents have a lot of competition. So a lot of brokers are trying to help agents, you know, scale their business in new ways. And I saw that happening a couple of years ago. So that's what I was tapping into that I still help other entrepreneurs tap into today. There you go. And of course, with your business model for travel, you can help bloggers, enthusiasts, and consultants make money on the side. So you're you're helping not only yourself being an entrepreneur, but you're helping build other entrepreneurs and, and you're able to, you know, make money and revenue stream off of helping others. Yeah, exactly. And we really have some great products for anybody who's trying to monetize content online, like mm -hmm. global hotel booking engines where they can earn commissions off of their link, but they're much more competitive commissions when compared to a traditional affiliate model. So yeah. we've been able to grow, you know, our offering as well. I like this idea. Maybe I should join up and we can do the Chris Voss show podcast cruise. Oh, I like that idea. The cruise has a nice ring to it. I'm feeling like Virgin Voyages would be into that. Yeah, and we can people can just come and I'll just do the podcast on the cruise. Which yeah, we'll have to get some good internet for that. I think they have that now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, people can just hang out with me and and discover that I smell bad. There you go. He doesn't shower often. So, but this is great. I like how. So. Put, biting off two big chunks of Apple at the same time and launching, you know, dual sort of businesses. What was that like? And and how did you navigate that when, I'm, I mean, you're stacking two really big challenges of going from, you know, getting a good wage. W was part of your gamble that maybe one of these things will work if both don't work out? Yeah. So in my head, I was like, well, if I don't make a lot of money in real estate, at least I'll have my travel license. That's an industry that I know. Like I knew hotels for years. So it was kind of like my safety net when I first started. There you go. And then, so you build up the business. Had you brought your sister in at that time? I somehow convinced my sister to join me 
towards the end of 2020 to help me grow the business because she saw me doing all of these different things and Mm. we're opposites in a lot of ways. And she was like, well, wait, I can do everything you don't like doing. So, yeah. (laughs) That's really smart. You know, people have heard me talk about that on my show. One of the reason one of my successful business partnerships was not only because it was a close friend that I could trust beyond a shadow of a doubt, yeah. uh, at least for the first 13 years till Yoko Ono shut up. Um, the his Yoko Ono, and but he, I, I could be the CEO, I could be the leader, I could be the visionary, I could be the creationist person that I am, but I don't do redundancy well, I don't do redundant tasks well. Yeah. It's, a, it's a wonder I can show up for the podcast every day. No, I'm just kidding. I love this. But, you know, redundant tasks that are like accounting or, you know, just over and over again, data entry, that, that just makes me turn into a bowl of mush brain-wise. And so he could do that really well. But if you asked him to come up with any ideas, you hand him a yellow pad and be like, come up with some ideas, you'd have nothing. I mean, there was yeah. nothing there. And so I could be the creative CEO, visionary genius, and he could be the guy who would do the redundant parts of the stuff that I would create. And uh, and and it was a great team. So I can see how that works really well. And they say that you should build, do that with your team as an entrepreneur. Try and surround yourself with people that aren't the same as you, but are a complement to the challenges that you have or things you aren't good at. Yeah, I can relate to that because my sister's very operational. Mm -hmm. And so if it wasn't for her, a lot of my ideas or actions I want to put into place would never run the way they do now because I have her as like my, she's like my gut check to make sure that this is actually realistic for us to be moving forward with whatever idea or project we're working on. Yeah. I mean, I am great at building model. I think most CEOs are great at building models, visions, and ideas. And, you know, we can kind of come up with a rudimentary widget and be like, hey, I think this will work. And we can tinker with it and kind of get it to roll a little bit. But, you know, we need somebody to run the widget every day. And that's not our wheelhouse. Otherwise, we'd I don't know, we'd be working for someone else or we'd be down the line of the tier of management in a corporation. And so, yeah, you've got to focus on your strengths. And that's really important for a lot of entrepreneurs to to recognize, know what your strengths are and know what your strengths are. And a lot of entrepreneurs make the mistake of trying to wear all the hats, do everything, not delegate. And it sounds like you recognize that you needed to do that delegation or probably found out that the benefit of it because once again, people just try and do everything. And as an entrepreneur, you try and do everything because you kind of have to do it at the beginning, Yeah, but you can't keep doing it in scale. A hundred percent. And I really learned that in 2020, like navigating these two businesses that were basically locked down in Manhattan in 2020 was like a master's degree in itself. I learned so much during that time, even though it was so, so challenging. And as I got towards the end of that year, I finally started to feel out messaging that worked. Because when I first started, people didn't get it. They were like, real estate and travel, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And I really had to refine my pitch and how they actually come together in many ways. And so when I joined up with my sister, it was the perfect timing because I knew what I needed and I had direction heading into 2021. There you go. And she probably helps, you know, keeping you grounded maybe. 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, everything. I honestly, I work for her. <laughs> she's there also, she's 20 minutes older than me. So she's, she's the, the boss a hundred percent. There you go. I, I, I feel that because, you know, sometimes I could get a little too visionary and, you know, out there and, you know, I'm starting a cult and talking about aliens and my business partner has to go, Hey, 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 hey calm down, get, get yeah. back down to your earth and reality. And, and let's say, you're like, okay, you know, you're just <laughs> barking orders off the ship and people are going, yeah, he's fully freaking lost it. Yeah. So there you go. But uh, yeah, I mean, these are, these are important in all these aspects and keeping you grounded, sane and not getting too far out there. I mean, you know, I think there's, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but sometimes there's a point where you can just vision too far and, and then it becomes, it becomes weird and you get off track. And I think, I mean, companies do that. They'll vision too far and they'll, and they'll lose their momentum. They'll innovate something that doesn't really need to be innovated or no one cares about. Like you'll see that in the, it, you'll see that in the, in the output where people just can't figure this stuff out and, and they, they fumble the ball and, you know, suddenly they're a leader. Here's one that I could think of Blackberry, Blackberry and Nokia with their phone services. You know, at one point they were both market leaders in phone services and they thought they had all the things and they were doing all the right innovations and they weren't doing the innovations that Steve Jobs did when he brought the iPhone to market. Yeah. And I mean, I, there's, you can even watch old video of, of, I forget who the post CEO after Bill Gates was, cause I don't care. He's pretty, he pretty much was a failure. The, but he, you know, he was mocking the iPhone going, this is so over the top and so stupid. And this will never work out compared to our windows phones, yeah. you know, him and Blackberry and Nokia, I think both through, through shade at, at Steve jobs and what he's doing with the iPhone. And they just, they just whiffed the opportunity completely. And so, yeah, there you go. And he, and thereby, you know, here we are, the landscape changed immensely. Yeah. And I think when you get, you know, off, off the path that you're supposed to be on it, it really ruins productivity. Like when I'm helping real estate agents, travel consultants, or, you know, both, the key is staying really consistent with the daily activities, you know, you have to do. And people get off track when they don't have instant gratification, but the mm -hmm. consistency and that hustle doing these certain things every single day that you know you have to do is really what gets you to the next level. But it's really hard for people to keep doing something where you don't see anything in return. And I think that's that's really what makes entrepreneurship confusing. Like people who know how to do that get what they want in the long term. But someone who's just trying to be an entrepreneur, they don't understand because they haven't done the, those same activities for long enough to start seeing you know, things tip in their favor. Definitely. Definitely. So now you do the real estate thing in New York. Do you only do real estate buying and selling in New York for clients? I do. So I'm only licensed in New York city. However, I'm involved with EXP realty, which is a global brokerage. So mm -hmm. I have referral partners across the country, even globally, where I can help, for example, investors looking for an Airbnb style investment. I love helping investors purchase short-term rental properties given my travel experience. So mm -hmm. that access really has also helped me grow my real estate business. There you go. So people out there that might be hearing the the podcast that are, are, are like, hey, I, I think I'd like to go into travel and maybe work with you in your services to you know help people 
you know, get into the business and, and or I guess, resell some of your packages. How do they onboard with you? How do they get involved with you? And, and what, are, what are some of the ways you help facilitate stuff for them? Yeah. So if you go to our website, habitatsbycat.co, you can schedule a consultation directly with me. We also have a virtual consultation playlist on our YouTube channel, which is great. It's I do all of the videos and you can really get the lay of the land with what we offer. Mm-hmm. In terms of onboarding, when you sign up, you immediately get routed to our onboarding modules. So it's all video based and you get the everything that you need to really get started and start selling travel and understanding our platform and what trainings are available. Ah, there you go. That's important so that you can do that as well. And yeah. so people people on board, they, they get the deal, they can rock and roll and and off they go. This sounds pretty wild, man. And and so do you find it's pretty turnkey for people? It doesn't require too much education because you guys are kind of helping them cut that corner. Yeah, so we've come a long way. If you were asking me this in 2020, 2021, I would say not so turnkey. (laughs) As of probably a year ago, yes, we have everything automated and we have a very central platform. So everything is at your fingertips. It's divided into different travel styles so that you can tap into exactly what you need and all of the instructions are very clear. Outside of that, I'm available for office hours on a weekly basis. We host monthly masterminds that I also host for travelpreneurs. And then we do have a networking hub where people ask questions. We monitor it on a daily basis and we're dropping resources in there, you know, on a weekly basis. So there's a lot of support outside of just the platform awesome sauce awesome sauce i love this you're giving back technically and and helping communities and stuff now on the youtube channel and your instagram channel are you talking about these things educating people and basically doing the freemium model where you're sharing the information and 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 then getting people to engage Yeah. So on our Instagram, you'll see me doing a lot of selfie videos, explaining what we're offering, any new trips, any new products that we're providing our members. If you check out our link in bio on YouTube or Instagram, you can actually check out our global hotel booking engine. You can even book a hotel stay yourself. But that link is an example of we would provide you your own unique link and you could then provide that to your network and earn commissions just from people booking through your link. And the discounts are amazing. You can see them for yourself now if people on board with you do they gotta can they just i I mean i don't know if affiliates the right word but can they just use your links and just start marketing them and pushing them out yeah absolutely if that's why we really are creating or looking to create the modern day travel agent truly is somebody who's promoting travel on instagram on tiktok they don't necessarily want to plan out your whole itinerary to check out Disney, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But they are promoting travel and they deserve the perks, which is earning commissions, getting travel perks for their own personal trips. And a lot of bloggers are disconnected with that side of the industry. So we're trying to bring that together. There you go. And once again, folks, we're bringing the cruise to Aruba, the Chris Washoe podcast cruise. No, I'm just kidding. Um, People are like, I don't want to spend time with Chris Vossi. Smell. I'll plan that trip. No problem. <laughs> there you go. So can they can can people in working with you if they can figure out how to put together trips and stuff, can they bring that into the environment and, and utilize that if they're good at it? 
Yeah. So a lot of our consultants kind of piece together their own packages or their own trips based on what their client wants. Like we give them access to Viator for global tours. Then you can book a Marriott hotel. You know, you can package whatever you want into the trip. It's just based on what they're looking for. There you go. So you can get involved in all that. You know, one of the, I, I have a best friend that does this, as I mentioned before, mm-hmm. and she travels. One of the, one of the benefits is kind of the same as when we have authors on the shows. Yeah. I'll have some authors tell me, they'll be like, yeah, I wrote this book in Europe so that I could get the publisher to pay for the trip to Europe so I could do research. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, I'm, why am I writing nonfiction? I should be writing yeah. fiction and be like, yeah, I think my character's got to go to Hong Kong this week and spend like a year there. So I may have to go research that for a few months. So let's get that paid for. The uh, which, <laughs> which is another reason we're having the Chris Voss show cruise in Catalina. No, I'm just kidding. Right. The It's a great callback joke. But my friend who's in the travel business, she like, if she puts together a package, she goes and researches it, you know, make sure that the airlines, the bright and the hotel's good and stuff so it's kind of like a it's kind of like a dual benefit there yeah and i mean if you start driving revenue to let's say a hotel chain to a booking channel to a cruise line you're going to be rewarded for that they're going to want to offer you a free night they're going to want to work with you more they're going to give you perks and different promotions that won't be available to just anybody. So I think even tracking, you know, mm-hmm. what kind of travel you're promoting is just so important because if you don't even have what you've accomplished, what you're promoting out there in terms of, you know, room nights, reservations, then you can't really grow from it. There you go. Hey guys, I'm putting my notice to quit. I'm switch I'm going to go be doing travel cuz I don't get out with this job. Anyway, oh. so give people your final thoughts as we go out tell them how they can onboard your pitch ways they can handshake with you to find out more etc etc yeah i think if you just go to our instagram page habitats by cat k-a-t is cat not c or go to our website habitatsbycat.co schedule a consultation with me we'll hop on a quick 15 20 minute call i'll help you understand exactly what we provide and onboarding is really seamless and this shouldn't be an overwhelming onboarding process it's not a massive investment it's a really great way to just add a revenue stream start a side hustle and just start earning extra money but also really enjoy doing it we have a lot of people that join that help friends and family travel and they don't even know that they can be earning money doing that. So it's just a great community to join. If you're a new entrepreneur, if you've never sold travel before, we don't have any requirements like that. No sales goals. It's really open. There you go. And the beautiful part is you've already done the, you know, you've done the lesson learning, the, the, the fails, the mistakes, you know, you've, you've, you've learned that over the years and been able to put stuff into where it can be really what we like to call a turnkey business, I think. Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, I tell everybody that's joined knows that I started this business during the global pandemic and Mm -hmm. I feel like I learned so much in that one year and, and now I'm grateful for it, but it really helped me create the platform that we have today. 
There you go. And this is important because, I mean, you can go into business people and it, it, it takes you two or three years to work out the kinks and the noises and the bangs and stuff, you know, and sometimes, you know, you don't, you don't succeed and you fail. I mean, that's what happens in 99% of businesses over the years is they fail. So the beautiful part about having a turnkey sort of thing that to what Kat's doing for you entrepreneurs out there, want to be entrepreneurs, is you're, you're getting a turnkey business where you can step into it. It has a successful business model. You're not having to recreate all that stuff. You're not having to make all the mistakes. It's just, it's just so much seamless. And I believe business models like this and studies and data show, you know, franchising, et cetera, et cetera, that these models work better successfully for people because they don't have to go through that gauntlet. Yeah, and we have a couple team leaders, we call them, but they're mm -hmm. people that have joined and they're now seeing success and they're having so much fun doing it where they're now recruiting and building out their own teams under our umbrella. We let them customize all of their marketing content. So we don't put our branding on our members' branding. So they're really building out their own community mm -hmm. within the platform that we've created. So exactly to your point. That is awesome. That is awesome sauce. Well, thank you, Kat, for coming on the show. We really appreciate you. Give us your .coms as we go out. Great. Habitatsbycat.co. There you go. Thanks, Manus, for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Foss, YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Foss, the Chris Foss One and TikTok ID, the, Chris, uh, the LinkedIn newsletter, and the 130,000 LinkedIn group as well. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.